Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back. That's right. It's Wednesday night. It's the standard is the standard, the behind the steel curtain.com flagship podcast. I'm Jeff Hartman, editor of said website behind the steel curtain.com. With me, as always, my partner in crime, Lance Williams, out there with the cruise ship that's parked. <laughs> it's parked permanently. What's up, Lance? How's it going? Yeah, man. I mean, this thing is 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 really surreal, man. I, I rode past it on the way home. I rode past the cruise ship that is docked in the Oakland Bay. It's big as can be. And man, it just looks like a uh, coffin, essentially Ugh. a floating coffin. We're not going to talk about too much about the coronavirus. We will be getting into that at the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, response to it a little bit later in the show. Uh, but first and foremost, we want to welcome everyone that's listening i want to mention I, I we've said this before but this website this this i should say this podcast whether you're watching live on youtube whether you're listening on audio platform is a a stem or a branch of the website behind the steel curtain.com and so i encourage everyone to go to behind the steel curtain.com and check out some of the articles a lot of the podcasters here actually all but lance are writers for the website and you can check us out we write everything from breaking news to mock drafts etc cetera, etc cetera. it is a great website so make sure you check that out make sure you also subscribe to our channel if you're watching live on youtube set up the notifications so that you don't miss the show let's get right to things lance we're going to go into winners and losers either or that type of gist for the for the show we're going to get to that and it's going to be really interactive so keep a close eye on the show here in the coming minutes. But before we get that, there was some news this week. Dave talked about it on their shows last night, but I want to get your take. First and foremost was yesterday morning, Steelers, Cowboys, Hall of Fame game, early August. What are your thoughts? I like it. I mean, I mean, many of you know that I'm turning 50 this year and me and Jeff were just talking about it off air. That sounds like a great 50th gift going to the Hall of Fame game, watching Troy and Cower get inducted, being around all those Steeler fans, giving out about 500 cards for the show. That sounds like that could work. Like we might get a summer boost if I go to the game. I'll just give out a bunch of cards. And that just sounds like an awesome idea. Yeah, I mean, boy, does the NFL know how to really just they know how to put things together. They saw Jimmy Johnson. They saw Bill Cowher getting in. They saw Troy Polamalu being the headliner for this year's class. And like, you know what? Let's put two of the biggest fan bases, the most followed teams, the best fans, Steeler fans, and let's put them together in the Hall of Fame. Here's what I found very interesting is that the Steelers played the Cowboys this year. And typically, teams don't play one another in the preseason that are going to play each other in the preseason. Now it's happened before, but typically it's that fourth game where no one's playing. It's literally, yeah, it's Carolina. Or I think one year is Philly. I mean, no one's going to be playing in this game either. If you're thinking you're going to see Ben Roethlisberger and Canton, Ohio throwing a football other than warming up, you're not going to see Ben Roethlisberger throwing a football in early August. So I, I thought it was a great move by the NFL and they, they know how they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. And if you are a Steeler fan and you want to go to an event, go to a gathering of Steeler fans, that's not necessarily at Heinz field, but would be really, really awesome. Like Lance said, that would be the weekend. It just really stinks that Donnie shell's not getting in at that time. They're doing a separate induction ceremony in September. 
and he's getting in then. It's the stupidest thing ever. Why they wouldn't have all the Steelers get in at the same time, I have no idea. It, it, the jacket's still gold, right? It's not like a maroon jacket. It's like, a, it's, no, it's a gold jacket, yeah. yeah. It's not like a junior Hall of Fame. Oh, well, it's the junior Hall of Fame. We're going to induct you guys. and so, What? That makes no sense. Well, because there are so many people in this and this centennial class, I get it that the, the, like I told you when they first made the announcement, my gosh, that would be like a six hour event with all the acceptance. Yeah, speakers. So yeah, I get breaking works. it up. I just don't know why you would break up the Steelers. I mean, get them all at once, get as many black and gold fans there to enjoy it. Now, Donnie show that guy had to wait so long. Anyways, now he's got to wait again. He's got to wait till September. Yeah, and he can't go in with his Steeler family. So that's exactly. Yeah, that that yeah. Well, NFL gets some stuff right, but they always inevitably get a lot of stuff wrong. That is true. And the one thing that the Steelers didn't get wrong was cutting Dante Moncrief just in time so that they get their compensatory draft pick. That's right. That was announced yesterday as well, yesterday afternoon. Third round draft pick, I believe it's pick 102, maybe. Le'Veon Bell's gone, butt naked and robbed, as we call him here. And they get a third round pick. What are your thoughts? I love the third round pick. So that's for that's for Bell and Moncrief, or so that's a total compensation for both of them. Or yeah, that's just for that's just for Bell. It's the overall equation. Okay. Yeah. I love it. They didn't have a third rounder, so I mean you slot that in. Um, or did they have a third rounder? I'm looking at it here. No, they ha- didn't have a third rounder. So great. That gives them additional picks. So now they have a second rounder, a third rounder, two fourths, a fifth, a sixth, and a seventh. And I don't think they have picks. a fifth. I don't think they have a fifth. Oh, they don't have a fifth. That's that was right. a dead no bush trade. Yes, right. It says no pick. Traded two picks, one fifth. No pick. So third round picks are valuable. So. You know, you need to hit, so it'll be of utmost important that they hit from that second and that third round. Or third round pick could be that wide receiver or that tight end that everybody wants them to draft. And so, you know, with the draft, the more bites the apple that you get, it's always good because it's a random thing. I mean, you, you, I mean, it's hard to pick guys that can play quality football. So having a third rounder is still a valuable and coveted pick. If the Steelers are doing the, the win now mode, which we talked about on multiple shows in the past week or so, they can trade that third round pick. Keep that in mind. Those That's compensatory right. picks at they one time, they, they are now tradable and they weren't at one time. I wouldn't be shocked if the Steelers maybe make a move up, whether it's in the third round. Maybe they they if they want to move up in the third round early in the third round for a prospect they really like, they say, hey, you can take our 102 and we'll give you one of our fourths. And they can yeah, do one or something like that. Typically, I have to, I have to find the calculator. It's it's typically out there. That's right. I forgot that you had that calculator. calculator. Yeah, the draft calculator where you put in the 102, 104, and it'll give you where you could presumably jump. I mean, that, that, I'm for sure those two picks will get you higher in the third round. I don't know if that's enough compensation to get you in the second, but if it could, I mean, if you can get two second round picks, I'll take that. Instead of the third and the fourth, I'll take the two second rounders and draft again in the fifth and, and, and get the two offensive players, get the tight end, get the wide receiver, get the playmakers that they need on that offense. I would love if they could do that. Yeah, no, I agree. Now, Kenneth McNair, he says, if the Eagles never cut LJ Fort and the Steelers cut Moncrief, would that have changed anything? 
I don't think so. Um, it was because LJ four got cut that they had to cut Moncrief to get that comp pick for bell. So it was an easy decision because he <laughs> couldn't catch a football. But other than that, it's, it's a, it's a give and take it's, uh, players out versus players in. So for instance, this and season production and production, that's true. This season will be a, in my opinion, in the way, unless something crazy happens, will be one of those years that the Steelers could profit multiple comp picks because if you think about the players that they could be losing right. and they don't have money to really bring anyone in. So because of that, if they lose Javon Hargrave, BJ Finney, um, trying to think of any, another unrestricted free agent that might be gone, but those two players, if they both go Love and get free. paid, eh, possibly, if, if they go and they get paid, then the Steelers will reap the benefits of that if they don't go and get free agents themselves. So that's something to keep an eye on. But that was the news this week. Lance now, and I – uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff. The highest level of compensation you can get is a second-round pick, correct? Not sure if it's a second or a third. I don't think they give out second-round comp picks. I thought third okay. was the highest. Okay. Yeah, I know it's not first. It's probably second or third. I thought it was yeah. second, but I'm sure, Jeff, I'm sure uh, Dave knows that. The Oracle is listening. So if you're I'm listening, sure. Oracle, chime in. It's probably it's probably a third. I thought it was a second, but it's probably a third. And if you're in the live chat, you know, let us know. By all means, we trust your expertise is watch live out there in YouTube land. But you know, Lance and I were talking, and Dave just chimes in. Third is the highest. So that's right. That's what I thought. Um Lance and I were talking, you know, th this whole CBA thing is really killing us because it's stalling everything. Um, it's pushing things like the franchise tag back. And so here we are as podcasters that are giving you seven days of content, seven podcasts minimum a week. And we're like, man, if they could just figure something out, whether it's don't do the CBA and we move through 2020 with the same rules that are in place now or change the CBA, go with the proposed CBA, and then we can move forward with maybe a new salary cap, restructuring contracts. In other words, it gives us news. Right now, we're like in a holding pattern. We're like that cruise ship out by Lance's work. Yes. You can't go anywhere. Stuck. <laughs> Stuck. So I said, you know what? Let's do a little either or tonight, Lance. Let's, let's just shake it up and let's do a little either or, or as I dubbed it in the headline of the podcast to maybe get more people to check it out. Some winners and losers. We're going to look ahead to 2020 and we're going to kind of figure out a lot of – we want to get your input. Who's going to do well? Maybe who's going to do better than others? You'll get the gist of it as we go. Are you ready, Lance? I am ready. All right. Either or. First one. Those watching live, get ready. I want to hear your thoughts in the live chat. Who will have a better season in 2020? Juju Smith-Schuster or Deontay Johnson? It's a tough one. Go That's ahead. It's a tough one. Let me give you – let me lay it out. Let me lay out the stats to further uh, make the case compelling. Deontay Johnson played 16 games. Juju played 12. Deontay Johnson had 59 receptions to Juju's 42. He was targeted more, 92 to 70. He had more yards, 680 to 552. Juju averaged more per catch, 13.1. And Deontay Johnson had two more touchdowns, five to three. So if I look at if I look at the stats 
and I look at the top three receivers, Juju, Deontay Johnson, and James Washington, I think Juju is going to have a better season. I think had Juju played 16 games, his numbers would have obviously been better than Deontay Johnson's. But I'm going to throw a little wrench into this, Jeff. I think Juju's going to have a better year, but I don't think either one of them are going to have a Pro Bowl year as a wide receiver. Will one of the two lead the Steelers in receiving yards? Or will someone else maybe step up and shock shock everyone? Like someone like James Washington. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's gonna be a running back that gets yards after the catch and gets a ton of targets. And not they and bad. they it's not good for our offense. <laughs> and they utilize the short passing game to matriculate the ball downfield. Okay. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna say so. I'm gonna say Juju has a better year than Deontay Johnson in 2020. Because I think he's a better player, but I don't think either player will be a Pro Bowl receiver next year. I'm going to say that one is going to help the other. In other words, Deontay Johnson being more of a threat is going to help Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm going to say that Deontay Johnson is going to have more reception. Juju Smith-Schuster will have more yards. So let me ask you this last one. And Ryan Kellerman says, what is Lance on? I, I honestly don't know. You have to, we'll have to, <laughs> which, Love which would be life. more indicative. Yes, exactly. Which would be more indicative of a great season receptions, yards, or touchdowns, touchdowns, baby touchdowns. Okay. What about I'll if take... you take the, take touchdowns away yards or receptions? Yards. Okay, that's what I thought. Give me, give me yards like yards per catch. Like you know, you can give me, you can have more receptions, but if you're averaging 19 a catch, I'll take that. I thought you were going to go with uh, Senior Slim. Up, oh, that was the wrong one. Who said that the best stat is wins? <laughs> He's absolutely correct. <laughs> that is the best stat. Big up Senior Slim. Okay, next one. Let's go to the next either or. Who will have a better season in 2020? Same question, different players. Mister Benny, no Jets. Or James always hurt Connor. Benny. <laughs> Looking at their stats, it's like, well, they both sucked last year. You you can't really criticize Benny because he was a rookie. But James Connor started 10 games. He played in 10 games. Benny Snell, 13. Connor, 116 attempts. Benny Snell, Jr., eight less, eight fewer, 108. Connor, 464 yards. Snell, Jr., 426. One average. Connor, four-point yards per carry. Benny Snell, 3.9. Uh, Connor had four touchdowns. Benny Snell, Benny, had two. They were essentially the same player. <laughs> to be honest, they were almost like bad squared. But if I looked at that, uh, I would think Benny Snell, Jr. will have a better year because the critical number in comparing the two is one play 10 games and one play 13. I have no faith that James Conner is going to stay healthy. Thus, I think by default, Benny Snell football will have a better season than James Conner. I'm going to go with Conner based on the fact that Conner is going to have to get hurt for Benny Snell to have a better year. Well, and even if he'll get hurt, you know I'm not saying hurt. he's not going to get hurt, but even if he plays in 12 games, that's going to really limit Snell's potential it's going to limit his uh chances of having a better season so 
I'm, I would say if I'm Vegas, I'm putting the over under on James Conner games played at 12 and a half. You taking the over or under under really? Okay. I'm 10 going, and a half, I'm, 10 and a half. I'm going under, I'm going like eight, nine. Oh my gosh. How many games he playing this year? 10. That's still 10. And he was hurt on this whole, whole year. You're saying eight. I'm going to say like nine, 10 max. Okay. All right. I'm going to take over. I think James Conner is going to be more of the 2018 James Conner than the 2019 James Conner. So we'll see. Two, how about the 2018 and a half James Conner? Can we get that one? <laughs> <laughs> I, see what did there. I see what you did there. Yeah, a bit All right. Now, next one, we go to the defensive side of the football. And these this position did not have a lot. Well, I guess check, check that. They did. More interceptions between the two starting cornerbacks. Those That would be Joe Hayden or Steven Nelson. Minka Fitzpatrick. Oh, excuse me. He's not, a, <laughs> not an option. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't say Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, I'm going to say more interceptions will be Hayden. I think Hayden will be targeted more, but I think Nelson is the better corner. Because he's the better corner, I think they will stay away from him more. And so I think that uh, Hayden will get more opportunities to get picks. And so uh, I think it's going to be Hayden because he'll be more targeted. What was the tail of the tape this past year? Nelson had one against Buffalo. Hayden had three or was it four? Uh, let me look and see if I can find it quickly. Uh, let's see here. Interceptions. If I sort this here. Joe Hayden had five interceptions. Five. Okay. He had five interceptions. Minka Fitzpatrick had five. TJ Watt had two. Devin Bush had two. And Nelson Hilton, Edmonds, Barron, Sutton, and Cam Kelly all had one interception. Yeah, Cam Kelly's was off the tip. Um I mean, I, I listened to those numbers. You have linebackers that had four interceptions. I, do you really like do you really think that can hold up in 2020. That was an article I published today. It's like, can, can the Steelers go into 2020 and actually say, we're going to bank on some turnovers. I don't think you can. No, you can't. I mean, combine they combine the linebackers. So you had the linebackers. So that's four. You throw in Baron, the linebackers had five interceptions as a group. Uh, you, 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 you can never bank on interceptions. Um, you know, you just have to play sound football, get close to the ball, rally to the football, get pressure, good coverage, and hopefully it results in turnovers. Uh, but I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Hayden to have more interceptions. Who's your answer? I haven't given it yet. Um, I want to say Stephen Nelson, but I agree with what you said and how he, I think he's the better cornerback, and quarterbacks are not gonna throw his way as much. It was crazy how last last season it was, it was the Buffalo game, which ironically was the game that he had his lone interception. He got he got burned a couple times, and fans were up in arms. Like, look, this guy's been <laughs> rock solid all season. Right. In today's NFL, you can't. There's no more Revis Island. You're gonna get beat. All the cornerbacks get beat sooner or later. You just hope it's not at a cr critical moment or a, a crucial spot in the game. I think he's that good. I think Hayden also has good ball skills. At least we finally saw some in 2019. Hopefully that carries over to 2020. So I'm going to go with Hayden as well. Actually, and Edmonds is getting killed in a live chat. And actually, the <laughs> Edmonds who had an interception was Trey Edmonds. <laughs> Trey. <laughs> <laughs> it was his brother. So uh, I, I did that on purpose because I knew people would say, wait a minute. 
Edmonds didn't get a turnover. He's never had a turnover. He had a turnover as a rookie. He had one interception as a rookie against what, Tampa Bay? I think it was. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. I, he just, he's not around the football. When we saw it in Arizona trying to defend the pass, it's like, what is he doing? Yes, he is not defending the pass nor anywhere near. Like, that was terrible. I mean, that, that, yeah. that pick was right to him and he mistimed his leap and gave up a touchdown pass. It's, it's one of the it's one of the few times that you can kind of see the play unfolding in front of you, and you're thinking that's an easy pick. Nope, <laughs> touchdown. He got nervous and said, "Oh no, my job is to catch the football." No, it's not. No. <laughs> okay, we're gonna stay on the field. Ready? Yes. Stay on the defensive side too. Who has more sacks in 2020, TJ Watt or the field? Now, that, for those that don't know, that's a Vegas term for someone else other than TJ Watt. So, TJ Watt's coming off a 13 and a half sack season. That's impressive. But, Lance, who you got? It's going to be interesting because if there's no Dupree, TJ Watt is really going to be the focus of slide protection. If you guys don't know what slide protection is, when a line tilts one way to, you know, pass block against a particular defender you slide protect um or you double team a guy as well so tj is going to there's going to be a lot of slide protection there's going to be a lot of chipping um he's going to be getting chipped by tight ends backs coming out double team blocked and if bud Dupree is gone i don't know if there's going to be a person to offset some of that where i'm going to go with the field i'm going to go with somebody else in the field has the equal number of sacks or possibly more. So I'm thinking that TJ's total comes down closer to 10, maybe like nine, nine and a half. But another guy gets more sacks to make up for his lap lost sacks. So I'm going to go with the field. Okay. So let me ask you this question because I'm going to take TJ Watt because you talk about slide protection. You talk about, extra tight ends chipping from the backfield. That's all we know that you're telling me though, that Bud Dupree in an, in an 11 and a half sack season. Now we're assuming that they keep him at least for 2020. Let's go with that assumption that he was that disrespected by opposing offenses that they never once had. I mean, TJ Watt faced this type of, he faced this type of offensive adjustment all season. I think I mean, he was beating everybody. It's not like it was the first running back to ever chip him. And not to mention, okay, I see what you're saying, and I'll grant you that point. Who's going to be coming back to the lineup that's going to be standing right next to him? Stephon Tewitt. Yeah. You don't think that matters? <laughs> that yeah, matters. so I'm going to go. So I'm, I'm just going with the field. I think it's going to be. Okay. Who, who do you think it's going to be? I think he's going to have, I think it's going to be the same as Wreck-It Ralph. I think they tie at nine, but then uh, two, it chimes in with like seven or eight, eight and a half, somewhere like that. Yeah, nine. I think he at least gets 10. I'm going to, TJ's, I mean, he's going, TJ's the focus good is going to be on him. The, the foe, he he's going to have to ball out if there's no debris to get to 10. I mean, he's going to ball out anyway, but the, all the attention is going to be centered on, on, on stopping him. Maybe. We'll see. 
I guess that's the thing I ask is, you know, I mean, you said they're, they're always going to be focused on stopping him. You don't think that was the, the case coming into 2019? I do, but I don't know if it'll be as, as, I mean, I think after this year, I mean, I, I'm sure there was a ton of focus on stopping him, but after this year, after his last year, and you don't have another principal pass rusher to kind of even it out. And no, I am not suggesting that Bud Dupree was the reason he had a great year. Cause I know I just, I pissed off Anthony blew it. Is it blew it? <laughs> It'd be great if his last name was Blue. Ah, oh, you blew it. Oh, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> but um, I think it's I, I, we'll see because because I, I think offense will definitely um, really try to be stopping uh, TJ because you can't you can't slide protect every play. You can't chip all the time, um, and sometimes you get one on one situations. Uh, but I'm gonna go with the field. I, I'm gonna go with the field. Okay. You took the field, and I took TJ Watt. Let's go to another one. This is an interesting one. This is kind of multifaceted, and Anthony says that you pronounce it correctly. Anthony blew it. He said, all my life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, man, that's tough. That's tough. I just want to apologize for you. (laughs) So more starts. Now, Cat's keyword, more starts, not better season, not better stats, more starts in 2020, Mason Rudolph or James Conner? I'm going to say it was a great one, Jeff, because Jeff came up with that one. That one's kind of funny. <laughs> it it better be James Conner because if it's Mason Rudolph, man, our numbers will We're be terrible. <laughs> our numbers will be terrible. People will stop watching and – yeah, it'd be it'd be really bad. It, it it's got to be uh, Connor's going to have more starts than Mason Rudolph. I agree with you, and that's just, like you said, we better pray that James Connor has more starts than Mason Rudolph. Because if Ben Roethlisberger goes down again, oh yeah, yeah, that's another 2019 and 2020 man. It's just going to be another year of that inconsistent. I think we te- I think we teased this hypothetical. If Ben goes down and misses, let's say eight nine games plus. I think you got to really think about uh, giving him the scissor mode, a trim from super cuts in the 2021 season. You're meaning just cutting ties with him. Yes. He might have to get a Crovatus. <laughs> well, it's interesting that that's something like that. That's what we talked about a little bit on Sunday was man. Worst case scenario. What if Ben comes back and sucks or what if he gets hurt again? You know, and then you're like now, now what? Then so. it's a business. Then it's a business. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, it, no, it you know, is. Then you, you know, you gotta move on. The franchise lives on. Thank you for your service, snippers, snip snips. And he can't, he can't be upset if he gets re-injured or if he's like, you know, I don't have it anymore. He's laughing all the way at the bank. That's some, there's some a lot of guaranteed money in that contract, so he doesn't care. Mr. Positive Hater, Lance. <laughs> There you go. That's a there great term. The positive hater. That's I love that. That that's a great one. Is that I such is that. it can you be can that be a thing? Like positive hater? I you're well, definitely a hater, but positive hater? Well, you know, ask Ron. I mean, I guess Ron will chime back into the live chat. Ron, you've got to answer that question. Can you be a positive hater? Well, I coined the phrase the positive hostage. You can be positive. 
but you can hold your franchise hostage. I mean, you know, you can be an older player that brought in a ton of success to an organization, but later in your career, you become an albatross on the salary cap. They really need to move on from you, but they can't because you had a positive impact on a franchise. I'll give you a perfect example. Eli Rogers. Not Eli Rogers. Why I say Eli? Eli Manning. Excuse me. Not Eli Rogers. Eli Manning was the positive hostage. They won a couple of Super Bowls with Eli, but he was a bum late in his career, and he counted like 20-something million on his salary cap. So, um, wow, hopefully that's not true with double H. I'm, I'm reading the live chat, too. Yeah, I'm like, wow. I, I just – I did see um, uh, that the Thunder game was postponed prior to tip-off, and I don't want to – I don't want to say what he typed in the live chat because I don't want to corroborate any information that I can't uh, – Wow, you Dave, Dave Schofield him. is cooperating. Well, if is. the Oracle said it, wow. Then this just, uh, uh, this pretty and much, is uh, uh, this is the worst case scenario for the NBA. Uh, this is real. I mean, this, this is wow. Do we just go, do we go right into the topic? Yeah, we might as well just jump into the topic unless there's any of the other questions that you want to talk about. I think that was the last one, I think, anyway. Yeah, there were a couple other ones, but we can talk. about. Okay, so for those that are listening live or maybe in an audio platform, you probably heard the news that I guess the NBA season has at least canceled um, the rest of their season. I'm not sure. I haven't seen the – obviously, we've been on the air, so I haven't seen anything, but I guess a player for the Utah Jazz might have contracted the coronavirus. Therefore, just like a lot of events are being canceled throughout the country, and uh, it's it's just a it's crazy times, crazy times right now. Um, as someone that is a health guy, I definitely um, am curious about this inner this stuff going on, and you know, I, I don't know what to say. That the Steelers released a statement. I guess Burt Lawton, the director of public relations, he was asked by NFL NFL Network's Tom Pelissero, what's the Steelers deal with uh, pro days and stuff? And they said that they're still going to be attending, but their scouts are going to be going like private jet or they're going to be driving. They're not going to be flying any type of commercial flights, um, which I guess are still going on for now, at least in the continental United States. So, okay, Reed Overand says that the NBA is suspending the season until they figure out how to deal with it pretty much. The NHL is they're getting to the point where, like for instance, the Pittsburgh Penguins are playing the Columbus Blue Jackets tomorrow, Thursday night. No fans are going to be allowed in the game, so they're going to play to with an empty arena. Um, that's gonna ha- that's got to be unbelievably strange for an athlete if you think about it. Um, we know that the Ivy League canceled their uh, basketball tournament, and now the NCAA is basically saying that for them and March Madness, only close family, relatives, and the the people that are working with the teams, like the trainers and the officials, are going to be allowed in the arenas. Lance, just give me your general thoughts on what's happening here. The impact on sports is very obvious, but I'd like to get your take. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm part of a live chat that I have. I chat with my cousins and, you know, my brother and friend, really close friends. And we've been going back and forth about everything today. 
And uh, my cousin, Kamal, if he's listening to the program, hopefully he'll listen to the program. He made a very good point about players being human, too. And I, I think when you get to my age, I'm close to 50. I think you you realize the economic impact, unfortunately, first. And I think with most uh, sports organizations, they see players as, as commodities and not human beings. But indeed, players are human beings. They have families, so on and so forth. And I am not surprised that the NBA was going to wait until someone was infected before they took the next step. The first step was going to be play in empty arenas. The next step would be we'll figure out what we're going to do if someone gets infected. I don't think that any league, if they chose to terminate the season, would be overreacting. Um, I, I think it's an extreme liability issue. Um, and it's a public safety issue. And so, you know, I think it's it's critical that people take a step back before they take a step forward and err on the side of caution. Um, it's wild that I've never witnessed something like this in my lifetime. Um, and, you know, you know, you can be jaded at my age that it's all about the money, but it's all about your health. Health is wealth. And I hopefully um, those players don't get too sick or that they infected anyone else on the staff, so on and so forth. But right now, I mean, it's, it's, if you're the NBA, I mean, this is the worst case scenario for the NBA. And with that being yeah. said for the Steelers and traveling and going to places, I mean, in California, in certain counties, they have limited um, assemblies to a thousand or less. Um, honestly, I think it's pretty irresponsible for the Steelers to send guys on planes to go places and try to manage it. The best way to manage it is to not go to pro day visits. Go well, to tape. I mean, just will will there be pro day visits to even go to? My guess is no. I'm I don't pretty think sure so. universities. I know that in our area in Maryland, the University of Maryland, Towson, UMBC, and a bunch of other universities in the area, West Virginia University, have all sent students home early and they said after this it's all electronic so therefore if athletes aren't on campus i doubt that the football program would get the green light to be able to but then again yeah, you know you, you look at some place like alabama nick's nick saban walks on water he might say um i'm gonna have some workouts and be like, okay that's fine coach here's what the steelers should do in my opinion if a player wants to come to do a workout you send that player a ticket you make that player sign a waiver and you have that player train on your facility or a field that it that's in Pittsburgh. But traveling around the country, no. I it, this is really weird. I think the pro days are going to be canceled. I think that's the responsible yeah. thing to do. And maybe it's private workout. Somehow you figure that out. But uh this is going to impact the draft. It's going to impact almost everything. I'm curious what the NFL is going to do with the draft. Now they have a little bit of time. It's not until the end of April. I believe they're going to have a little bit of time to figure out how they want to handle that in terms of, will they still have it in Vegas? Will it be just kind of like the NBA lottery with the ping pong balls? And all of a sudden, you know, someone stands up, the representative from organization says up the Steelers have taken in the second round with pick, blah, 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 this player. And there's just not the pomp and circumstance. I think the draft will still go on shoot 
they, they they don't need anybody there for the draft anymore. They they everyone could be in their home own organization. So the Steelers would be at U, the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex, and they could be sitting in a room watching on television or on a special feed that all teams will have. And when it's their time to make a pick, they pick up the phone like they already do in the draft, call in their pick, and then there they go. And so, yeah, they're staying home. They're they're, they're staying home. Yeah. Like Ron that event. saying in the live chat that they're saying no fans at Vegas for the draft. I haven't seen that official, but then again, I haven't been paying attention, so it could have been made official. And I just didn't. I know. mean, I, I have some friends that were going to. Uh, well, I think it's called Stagecoach, which is the country version of Coachella. I think that's what it's called, um, and it's just flat canceled. Coachella is canceled, like everything is canceled. Like I mean, they're 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 canceling everything, and I know that. I, I know at my daughter's school. And we talked about it, Jeff, that they're doing a test run to see if the kids can do school from home because a majority of them were given um, as part of, you know, tuition and all that stuff. They have like I like MacBook Pros or iPad Pros or whatever they're called. Um, And so if you have good Wi-Fi, you're going to be taking classes at home. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, we've been through a lot of weird stuff. In just my lifetime, whether it's the H1N1, which was a swine flu or a bunch of the other things. And this seems to be a little bit more legit than any of the others. And so um, do your research, folks. Basically, do your research. Don't trust everything that you see. Isaac puts five dollars. I, I can't help but I can't help but laugh. That, yeah. I don't want to let see that's cold. Isaac he said Steve. this NFL season will be played on Madden if this continues and. At this point in time, and look, I listen to sports talk radio on my way to work, on my way back. That's an overall hour and a half in the car, okay, every day. And when I listen, this has dominated talk because this is spilling into sports. We ultimately understand that this is minuscule compared to the global and our country in terms of the health crisis that we might be facing. But sports is being impacted, and so that's why we talk about it. Um, will it impact the football season? Actually, the football season? I sure as heck hope not. It's going to take time, but I, I I don't. No one knows. No one knows. Yeah, it's it's um um it, it's interesting. There's another rumor floating around. Well, it's breaking news. It's on CNN now. Tom Hanks and his wife test positive for coronavirus as well. So Forrest Gump got it. But now it does not mean he's going to die from it. He no. is just tested positive for it. So let's yes. keep let's keep all this in in context. That yes, not yes. everyone that contracts the virus ends up dying from it. Uh, if you do some research, it's not that to them. Not taking it lightly. Trust me, I'm not. I'm a fitness guy. And I'm a father of five. That's trust me. This has definitely been red flags up and down. But at the same time, let's see how things play out here. And it'll it, it's scary. It's absolutely scary. So, I don't know. <laughs> you guys are terrible. That's I had to. I had to put that. You guys are terrible. Just to bring some you're just as bad for putting it on the screen. That was Lance, <laughs> not me. That's terrible. He's actually from Oakland, California. So Tom Hanks went to Skyline High School, the same high school as Gary Payton. So he's in this from, and the ship is here. The irony is, you know, the ship is docked in Oakland. He, yeah, this this is real. I mean, it, 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 this is uh, 
this is absolutely real. And I, and I don't think it's wag the dog. I mean, I don't think you release a pandemic on the world because it's an election year. I mean, I'm not that jaded. I mean, that's, that, that's, that's a ton of jade right there. That's, that's the greenest jade ever in the sea. Um, but yeah, man, this, this is, this, this is real. Um, apparently, um, they caught the virus in Australia. Hmm. That's crazy. That is crazy. And, and the thing is, is that it's one of the situations where it's, it's totally unprecedented. Someone asked in the live chat earlier, I mentioned the penguins game, which I'm not even sure will still happen. They might've changed their mind, but I mean, in the state of Ohio, the governor said there's not going to be any public gatherings of over X number of people. Therefore sporting events, if they're being played, will be played to an empty arena. So if the penguins still play, it is I I can't remember a time that that's yeah. happened. Let's let's tease this out, Jeff. Rudy Gobert is the player from the Utah Jazz who was to, who tested positive for coronavirus. What's the incubation period that they're saying? Like two and a half to three weeks? You can well no that they're saying that before you start exhibiting symptoms is that what you're talking about? Or just before they feel okay for you to to return to be around people. That I don't know. I, I know that you can have the virus in your system. Some people can be okay, saying, 14 they, days, but that's until symptoms days. start to arise. So you can be asymptomatic and there, there's some people that have no signs or symptoms. Like I would be, I would, I wouldn't be shocked if every professional sports team is testing all their players, whether they're sick or not. And yes. so he, the center from the Utah jazz that you said, I don't know who he is. I don't follow the NBA, but it, it, he might have been. I feel fine. What are you talking about? Let's go play ball. Actually, you're not fine. You actually have the virus. So there you go. Double HH says, My kid's school closed since a parent attended a party where two people later diagnosed had the virus today. Former people from that party tested positive. So his high school closed down for all of March. Yeah, well, this is. Yeah, I would imagine that the Utah Jazz season. Either they're going to suspend the whole season indefinitely until the Jazz can play again, or the Jazz's season is over. You can't just cancel one team's season. So you can't. So they'll suspend the season until Jazz players can play again. Now, in Indiana, you know, like Mark Tobin asked, do we have a cure? No, there's no cure. There's no cure for any virus, really. Basically, what you have to do is you have to learn how to manage it. And Love. so what's going to happen? It's going to take time. It's going to take months until enough people have it and enough people have beaten it that they develop an immunity to it. And then the virus will slowly die off. But this thing's not going away. Not any love, love, Dude. love cures all. There he is out in California, folks. And, and, and Uber <laughs> eats love. And and Uber Uber eats. Eats. <laughs> no way. I, get uh, Uber eats. I don't know. any. I, I would never order Uber eats. I don't trust people bringing fries to my house. Or I could be like Jeff, not make, not eat fries and have to worry about it. But Jeff, exactly. you'd have to worry about your burrito bowl on Uber Eats from Chipotle. <laughs> I guess, I guess I would have yeah, to worry like about a that. Yeah, finger in Uber Eats. The only, the only fast food that I get, I'll be going picking that up myself. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do like a lot of guacamole on that thing. Yeah, I do. I do. But again, it's. This is, I mean, I'm just reading some of the people in the live chat, and there's just so many people that believe different things, and some are saying it's not that bad. Some are saying this is going to be years. I, no one knows, period. Yeah. 
Yeah, senior. No Slim. one knows. Senior Slim has gone on a rant, sort of. Uh, but we love you, Senior Slim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're like me and Jeff are reading the live chat, kind of like, oh wow, like uh, great audio here. This is a great. Yes, podcast. this is great audio. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, we're just shocked. I mean, I, I am absolutely yeah. shocked. I did not, I did not uh, come home thinking that the NBA season would be canceled uh, indefinitely. I knew it was a possibility. But man, I mean, it just is what it is. I mean, we're doing as good a radio as anybody else, yeah. so we're all, all right. just getting bombarded with it. But man, I think this really alters the draft. I think it alters uh, visits. I think it's going to be a lot of evaluation of tape. So actually, teams might do a better job of actually picking guys. Guys are going to be sending in medical, all types of stuff. So I think everything's going to change with every big public gathering. And with those changes, we will have you covered. You know, we're not going anywhere. Uh, as long as there's internet, we will be doing our podcasts. And BehindTheSteelCurtain.com will be keeping you up to date on all things Pittsburgh Steelers. It might not be much, but we'll, we'll talk about whatever's going on. I know I have the Steelers stance on it. It's going to run tomorrow morning. Um, so make sure you keep checking that out. Oh my goodness. You guys are funny. Muhammad Al Ali says, guys, if anything happens, I just want to say sorry for making fun of your Wi-Fi lands. My Wi-Fi is solid now though. Took a while, but he's, he's there. He's good. My Wi-Fi is solid, baby. So, all right. Anything to add? No. You want me to take us out, Jeff? Yes, let's do it. And as always tune in, Tell a friend and subscribe and especially stay safe. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. We'll see you next Wednesday, hopefully, for another episode of The Standard. It's The Standard. Take it easy, everyone.